The following is a paid program. The views or claims made are not necessarily those of WILK staff, management, or sponsors. It's time for Laurie and Lynn. Local talk to start your weekend right. And now, Laurie and Lynn on WILK. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing fine, thanks. Adjusting to my new digs. And, yeah, uh, how's the and, city of brotherly love? Oh, it's just great. I mean, uh, yeah. I haven't been in the city, but um, I can say that we are going to go to the uh, Nutcracker Ballet this year with my great niece, um, who was just in love with the whole thing. So this will be fun to see it through the eyes of a three-year-old. And um, looking forward to that. That's going to be fun. Be a completely different way to celebrate the holidays because uh, we've never been here except for Christmas Eve and and Christmas Day and then go back. So Mm -hmm. this kind of gives us the whole um, experience of my sister's already decided what kind of a tree I need to have here and blah, blah, blah. So (laughs) it's okay, fine. Just, you know, I'm, I don't have that creativity when it comes to things like that, like decorating. And I just don't, I I just have no interest in it, but I appreciate it. And there's also a bunch of, uh, there's a a tour. I don't know that I would want to do it because it might be a little bit much, but a tour of the homes in Chestnut Hill or that are all decorated for the holidays and that's for some kind of a, you know, charity that you, you pay them the money. And then the neat thing about this one, I've never seen this before, but apparently you go whenever you want to go. Like you have a window and you drive to the place and you spend some time there. Then you go to the next one at your leisure. So I've never seen that. I've always seen that I went to these events with a group of women and you just go from one to the next to the next in a kind of a, a little jitney, a little bus that moves you through. But in this case, it's kind of whenever you want to. I think that's much better, actually, because you don't have to worry about running in and running out. And I've always thought, can you imagine being the person who owns that house and it's a bad day, that, let's just call it, slushy, sleety, that kind of a thing. And people are traipsing all that stuff in your house. I just, right, I, I've done I, that. And I, I think, would never oh, do it. I would never do neither. it because I'm too nuts. I'm a neat freak and crazed about that stuff. So mm-hmm. that would never, I would never do it. And nor, yeah. I mean, although it's kind of neat to see other people, I love decorating, as you know, and I love creating and looking and thinking this would go there and that could go. But I, I, and I love looking at other people's stuff, but you know, the average person is critical too. So, you know, you just have to, you just have to worry about um, pleasing yourself. And so if it's pretty and it works and it's for charity and you're willing to do it and you have a cleaning crew right after, that's great. (laughs) uh -uh, No, exactly. Yeah. I'm, I'm I always like fascinated. Outside. I like uh, yeah, that's outside true. Yeah. That's pretty. But, mm-hmm. but the homes in that neck of the woods, Lynn, I, I just love ah. the Philadelphia properties and stuff. It's just really yeah. cool. So 
Yeah. Uh, well, that's good. Well, you're, you're you're enjoying your time. And um, how is Patrick A. DiNapoli adjusting to his new pad? He's he keeps telling me um, you did a good job of picking this place. I said good. He said, yeah, I really like it here. Yeah, so because he went and got his he, he got his first haircut here, and of course he didn't do the usual. Hi, Mr. Excitement is here oh, when he walked God. in. But I told him to expect it. So the one woman who's the owner, it's only a, a small place. There's maybe four chairs, you know, um, and, and a manicurist spot in the corner. It's a small place. But I told them that that's what he does. So the one woman who is the mother of the woman who owns the store said to him, hey, I hear Mr. Excitement is here. (laughs) That's all he needed. He said, that's me. That's me. And he carried on for, you know, just for, you know. So he was doing fine. And he he enjoyed it. And everybody treated him like royalty. And he had a good time. And then we went next door to the, uh, I guess it's called Top of the Hill Market or something like that. It's behind the Chestnut Hill Hotel, which is a magnificent place, just beautiful. It was something built in, I don't know, the 1800s. It's an old place, but it's really, really well um, refurbished. And it's got the Wi-Fi. It's got everything, and it's really nice. But behind that is where this Top of the Hill Market is. And it is just like the Reading Terminal. You know, you walk in, and there are all these specialty stores that have uh, the best meats and uh, all there's a whole sushi place that he loved and I found a chocolate place and there's a pizza place and there's a brewery and all kinds of good stuff so we stopped and had a sandwich and that was lunch so he was very happy with that and um, and it didn't take much after that but we got back to the house, and that was the end of it. So every day we kind of do one of these, um, uh, I guess you call them exploration kind of things. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something I, new yeah. that we haven't done. But, you know, it's mm-hmm. and the thing is, like I said before, I've been here many, many times with, with my sister, and we've gone places, including the proverbial back roads you know, so that you get from point A to point B without having to deal with all the crazy traffic. Right. So um, I was investigating yesterday. I went to one place and decided to see if I could remember the back roads, which I didn't do. So I finally essentially had to resort to uh, ways and uh, got myself back home. But anyway, wow. it was fun. Just, But the problem, too, was that it was dark early. As, Right. You know, we've often said this whole nonsense about daylight savings time or whatever. But, you know, I just I couldn't really see a lot of the road signs fast enough to make a decision. So I'd go past and say, oh, damn, I should have taken that left or I should, you know, you can't. So I I just thought, no, that that kind of uh, dalliance is something you got to do during the daytime. But it's fun for me to be looking around here, but still having a level of confidence that I know in general where I am. So that's good. So we'll see. Uh, As this uh, 
as this wonderful holiday season evolves, we'll have to really check it out and see what they do around here. They've got, I think I was told they have this thing called stag night and then doe night or something like that, where uh, the shops in Chestnut Hill uh, are shut down to men or women, depending on what night it is. And they help them to find appropriate gifts for the, um, their partners. So it should be interesting to see how that works. I've heard of it, but never saw it. That's cool. It is cool. I, it's a great idea. It's nice to know that you can have an opportunity to find things that you don't even think to be looking for because you don't even know they exist. So as long as these specialty stores do what they do, uh, it's great. I, I'm looking forward to something like that. I know. That's great. Yeah. And it'll be beautiful. You know, such a, I just love that. Neck. You know I love that neck of the woods. Yes. Yes. Yep. So, so what's happening in the northeastern Pennsylvania world? <clears throat> um, well, it's be- was a beautiful day today here in the 60s yes. and sunny and gorgeous. Um, my puppies were out on the deck all day long. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, um, it's, it's just, you know, keeping busy doing our thing. It's not, not it's just kind of calm right now, the, the calm before the, the holiday storm, I guess. So, mm-hmm. um, and it's supposed to get a little cooler this weekend. But yeah. things are moving and grooving. The lights up at um, Stonehenge open next Wednesday night for the oh, season. Oh, good. So know. Yep, Meyer just read that. That was in the paper. So we know when the dates. I knew it opened right before Thanksgiving. So mm-hmm. anyway, that's happening, and that's always a nice thing to look forward to. It's always so pretty and new stuff every year. So all the festivities will begin, and things will happen, and the lighting of the tower the Scranton Times Tower and all, you know, just fun little yeah. things. But still harmonic concerts, Christmas concerts happening at the beginning of the month, So, um, which last year we went. I went a couple times, but I'm trying to make that more of a tradition. Um, and it was, so we'll be there this year. And just, my, you know, we're going to my sister Barbara's for dinner, for Thanksgiving, and uh, it'll, be, it'll be nice. And then my Sean's coming in the next day with his girlfriend, and so we're having a very small little get together at Barbara's. Um, and then, um, yeah, so we, we're just. Well, I'll, I'll let you know after Thanksgiving how things go on my what I'm doing prepper for as far as my turkey roulade because I'm having it made elsewhere. Al, you are Roberto. Yeah, Al is doing it. Oh wow. Yes, because he's cooking That's Thanksgiving wonderful. for a few families, so he's doing the the roulade for me. Um, because Tommy, uh, you know, he I, he's not going to be home in time. He'll be home on Tuesday, and it's just I just want to. It's just going to be easier if we. Yes. If I last year I did it. We didn't. You know, we were not home on Thanksgiving, but I made one anyway. But I did it after the fact, so it wasn't a rush. It's just going to be too busy next week. So I had Al make it, so we'll see how everything turns out. Well, I have yeah. to uh, find with the day when I'm coming up there in December or days. Um, I have to stop at Travados. 
and get yes. that fabulous Chateaubriand, which we usually have for Christmas Eve dinner. So um, I think that it's the best. I mean, I used to get it from, oh, what's that place? Uh, the Steak Come Omaha Steaks. And then my sister suggested another one. And by the time you pay for the shipping and the, the dry ice and all the other stuff, it's ridiculous how much it costs. So I asked, I remember two years ago, I started asking Travados if they had the same piece of meat, the same quality. And they said, absolutely. And the price was less than half. So I said, okay. And what I did was the, the day of Christmas Eve, I went there first with an ice pack and tons of ice in a cooler, picked that up, and I think we got some kielbasa too and some other things, and brought that here to Philadelphia, and it was wonderful, just absolutely fabulous. So I asked my sister, I said, do you want me to do that again? Oh, yes. So, all right, I got I to gotta do it on a day that I'm going to be there. I will um, bring it back and put it in the freezer, and we will be set to go again. So you so, ordered your Chateaubriand right from Travados. It's already cut right. and it cleaned up, and all you had to no, do it wasn't was, cut. Well, it was it was a solid piece. It's a solid piece of a loin. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't. You don't have to trim it, is what I mean. Correct. It was okay. already trimmed. Okay, because I bought mine last excellent. year. I bought mine last year at Sam's, and it was absolutely mm-hmm. incredible. Okay. So, um, and it's vacuum packed, and it was great. And you know how to properly cook a? Are we out of time here? You know how to properly cook yes. a? Um, yeah, we are. We're beyond it. We'll talk about that next week. We have time. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, we're going to um, have our next, our first guest expert would be uh, Leah Jenakopoulos is up next from ERA One Source, One Source Realty, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. I'm Dr. Nicole DeNova. Since VREC opened its doors in 2010, we've treated over 30,000 patients, including the puppy whose curiosity led him to a porcupine and the police canine who was just doing his job. VREC is located at 318 Northern Boulevard in Clark Summit and is open 24-7 for your pet peace of mind. To learn more about us, visit VRECPA.com or call 570-587-7777. It's Saturday morning with Lori and Lynn. Now, back to Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. We're back. My name is Lynn Evans. I am a certified financial planner and managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC. That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising PR and special event business. And with us as our spec, our first guest expert of the day is Ms. Leah Jenakopoulos, who is a realtor with ERA One Source Realty. Leah, uh, One Source has about still about 100 agents or so in 10 counties and about six or seven offices. Are we still on that level there? We are. We're around uh, around 90 agents, so right around that 100 mark. And we just have the five. We got, you know, we only have five offices. Scranton, we got rid of that okay. because everyone just comes to Clark Summit. But we're still everywhere else. Okay. Oh, great. Well, welcome, Leah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, 
I can't believe, uh, I guess, first of all, I can't believe that we only lost an hour, but it usually feels like we've lost five hours because what should, <laughs> it's just so, I can't take this daylight savings. I don't think I'm caught I up. Hate it. I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. But, you know, it's actually causing, I shouldn't say it's causing problems, but, you know, during the week now, our showings are being cut in half and there's, mm-hmm. the inventory's coming. It's, it's slow, but it's coming. But, you know, people are still like, I got to get in, I got to get in because, especially, you know, I had this conversation with someone the other day. It is so bizarre that Clark Summit is still that bizarre area that everything is still going. So it's, and that's good, which we like that, you know. Yeah. We like that for certain people, right? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, but, and, you know, I, I'm starting to see, too, anything that's hovering around the under 200 mark is going quickly and right up to like that three three fifty mark is where everything is going so that's you know that's kind of where we're seeing everything and it's it's still going but it's a little bit slower the rates are but i guess you know hopefully according to some of the research and um the conversations i've had with lenders they're expecting everything to pick right up at the end of quarter one beginning of quarter two which would be the beautiful spring season upon us and warm and back to non-daylight savings and just getting our mm-hmm. days straightened out. I thought they were supposed to do away with this. this daylight oh, they do savings. that every year. They, they, every year they go through this. And it, it, yeah. it gets some big crescendo, and then people just get used to it, and it's, it goes away. I don't know why. Well, I wish they would just do something about it. Driving yeah, me nuts. I'm not used to it. We, we, I can't live like this. It's not fun. <laughs> um, but so, I mean, everything, you know, this is a great conversation. I mean, we had it the one time, too, about, you know, it really puts a lot of stuff in perspective with, with you when you're thinking about should you buy, should you rent, should you buy now with the rates. And, you know, the simple question, I think, is still absolutely because why not? Be, you could date the rate and marry the house because I'm going to tell you from all of the forums, the experts I've been reading, the Harvard Business Review, the Inman News, everything I've been reading, and if this is true, I mean, obviously, you know, it's coming from economists, it's coming from all different sources that, you know, are pretty legitimate sources. It's saying that it is going to be a crazy summer again because they're expecting the rates to go back down and that everyone's going to jump back into the buying period again. And, and I do think I will, I do think that's going to happen. I, I do. Mm-hmm. And I think what's going to happen is it's going to get crazy again. And then it's just going to be back to 2020, 2021 again, which I wouldn't mind, but you know, it's, I definitely think the best advice I can give to everyone right now is if you are able to buy and you can buy, don't be afraid of that rate. You can always refinance. First of all, there's a ton of lenders right now that are offering different buy-down programs, so you don't have to get that rate. There's different ways of going about that, so you should have a conversation. Reach out to your realtor. Have them connect you with the lender if you don't have one, and have this conversation. And then have that, you know, you'll have that education so you can know what you should do going forward. Is is this something you could do? But there's also all these other refinance programs that they are, are offering as well. So you're not tied into that rate. And then you're not paying again for, a, you know, you're not paying again for a rate. You know, a, you're, what I'm trying to say is you're not paying Closing. again to do something when you're refinancing. So there's all different types of programs out there. And I think that's something that, 
you know, you need to definitely get educated on and understand because there's different loans for all different situations. And right now, I mean, we've had this conversation on here multiple times, and I'm a landlord, and, you know, I, I love it. And, but at the same time, rents are only going up, too. It's not just the rates. I, I mean, I've yeah. seen, again, like, you know, we went from seeing $600 a month rents to 800 and now some of them are 1000 And I'm like, oh, my gosh, they're 600 square. Like, they're tiny, and, you know, it's not like they're downtown. So it's, it's definitely, it's crazy to see it. But sometimes I think if you can educate yourself, get the right information, hook up with the right team, and start looking, even if you, there's nothing to start looking for right now and you just want to get your feet wet or figure out what you need to do, what are your next steps, it's not going to hurt for you to be proactive to see what you should do come maybe the spring or summer season when you may be ready to buy and you want to know, are you going to be prepared? No matter what, I can't stress enough, and unfortunately it happened to um, a buyer that they really liked the house and they were actually pre-approved knowing they weren't going to have a problem getting one. The issue was they didn't have a lender. And by the time they got the lender to the lender, the lender got it back to them, but not when they were going to need it for, to get the offer in. So it's, I can't stress enough how important it is to actually just be prepared because you don't know, like, you know, we've had this conversation before. We didn't know what was going to happen after the pandemic. So yeah. I don't think it ever hurts to have, you know, to be to be prepared enough. Leah, how do you, uh, when you're dealing with people that are saying, hey, I'm thinking of buying a house maybe in the spring, and I want to go now and get uh, pre-qualified, how, how long is your qualification good for if you do get approved? They're, they're all different. Some are 60 days, some are 90, some are 120, um, but they can be anywhere between 60 to, uh, you know, two months to six months. Okay. So are the more popular lenders looking at the six-month opportunity? For the most part, I mean, if, once you get pre-approved, as long as your situation doesn't change for the worse, you're mm-hmm. in a pretty good position at that point. And when you get pre-approved, do they give you um, uh, a range of what you're pre-approved for? Not necessarily a range. It's usually a dollar amount of what you're up to. And now don't forget that always could change based off of the, you know, how are you, what area are you looking for? What are the taxes? So, you know, you might be approved for a $300,000 house with $8,000 taxes, but you can be approved for a $350,000 house Three two thousand dollars taxes. So there's all different situations to take into mm-hmm. in, like to take into a consideration. Okay, never thought about that, but I guess you're right. You have to yeah, that changes everything bills. too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So have you seen? I was thinking about this the other day. Have you seen any activity lately with um, seller financing or help? with the purchase of a house, is that even necessary at this point? Um, some, there, some, I had a seller that was actually offering buyer financing and was trying to do a rate that was, you know, a little bit lower than the market rate just to hold paper and get them approved. But um, 
you know, that's a risk too that you take. Yeah, um, but, it is. You know, um, but there's also stuff that's called assumable mortgages. So if people yeah. bought, you know, and you have that assumable mortgage, I think that's something that you should be asking your seller as well because that's important for people to know. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. so that I think definitely is something. Because, hey, what if you can get something that you're able to, um, you know, you can get it at a 3.2 interest rate. That's fantastic. I mean, now not yeah. everyone has an assumable mortgage. but How do you know yeah. if you do or not? Your bank should let you know. Yeah, um, you would have to don't. find out. And that's a rarity? It's or a not? beyond a rarity, yeah. yeah but, I mean, <laughs> I mean, I actually yep. did have someone on a really nice house up in Dingman's Ferry. They um, they had an assumable rate mortgage at 2.75. Ooh, wow. But nice perk. That's nice. But, yeah, but the house was good, so we... <laughs> We didn't get the house, but it was good to know. And they did have, they did have that. So, they, you know, it was, that was nice that they had that. You know what I mean? So that was mm-hmm. that was helpful. So, but it's something that you should educate yourself on. And I always tell everyone too, like you don't you don't just have to know your side of the business. You should know all sides of the business. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I like to educate myself on like the whole financing world. Just so then this way, I know what I'm talking about, and I don't, you know, and I think it'll also put your, your buyer at ease and let everyone know, like, yeah, mm-hmm. it definitely helps. So. Yeah. Leah, how's but, the inventory? What's inventory look like these days? <clears throat> um, it's, it's low. Stragglers here and there. Um, you know, the good stuff is still going as soon as it comes on. Um, but. There's some stuff, too, that's just coming on that's just overpriced. Like, we do have to, you know, we do have to get into re, revamping our pricing. Our pricing has to adjust with the prices. And I think that's a conversation that you just have to be prepared to have that conversation with your your seller. So, and, and what about how are the appraisals coming in? What are the, have the, has anything happened there where things are looking better with pricing of uh, properties or what's that looking like? So it's funny you say that. I actually had, I went to, I took an appraisal um, Zoom call. I just got on it. It was like a mastermind class. And some of the appraisers are only going back to three to four months when the rates started going up and starting to use those comps instead of going back a full year just to like go through and see what's going on to really appraise it at the right value. I mean, this is mm-hmm. the thing you have to be, you have to make sure you're adjusting with your market. You And you know, you know how you always say when you walk into a room, you have to know your audience. We have to know your audience yeah. too now, you know, and that's important too. You have to make sure that you're not using pricing from the beginning of 2023 or the end of 2022. That is not accurate right now. Right. So I think, you know, but I'm not, no, the appraisals aren't bombing, I guess we could say, but they're coming right in around where it's priced. But as long as it's priced right, you're not, you're not seeing like any terrible issues with it. Okay. So. And what other, any, what is it? It's all just fun stuff still going on in the real estate world, I guess you could say, right? (laughs) It's it's still going. As long as anything, that's what I'm just gonna, as long as it's still going, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Anything new on the train? 
No, I think people are sick of hearing that conversation. <laughs> 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 I, I think most of us are. But I just think, I, you know, I'm sure it's, I, that has to be a very hard project. But I do think if it was to ever come to fruition, everything we're expecting to happen will be fantastic mm-hmm. for our area, you know. Okay. So. Houses for pricing, yeah, for the real estate. Yep. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Well, and especially for our area, I think that would just do, it would just be fantastic for us. Right. So, but, well, okay. this will be, it'll be interesting to see where it goes after, you know, the new year and where the rates go and how everything takes off. It'll be very interesting, to say the least. Yeah. So. Okay. Well, what, I hope Lynn, everyone has a great mean, day. Yes, yeah. Lynn, where are we? Yes. we are we, we right on time? I'm, we are ready to rock and roll here. We're going to okay, take a quick thought, break. So, but I, we changed it, so I just wasn't sure. All right, Leah, thank you so much for the information. We will see you um, next week at the end of uh, the last month of the year. Woo, baby, our next month we'll talk to you. And um, All right. so keep doing keep doing good things, Leah, and we will see you again, and we will be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we have our next guest expert, Dr. Nicole DeNova, coming up next. We'll be right back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn Show. Hi, this is Nancy Kamen from WILK's Morning News, and I know Laurie Cadden. A lot of people know Laurie Cadden. And more importantly, Laurie Cadden knows a lot of people. Laurie Cadden Enterprises specializes in fundraising, public relations, and special events. Laurie Cadden can take your business or organization to the next level. This isn't something that you learn about in a book. Heck, it can't even be taught. Laurie Cadden lives it. She knows how to work a crowd, open doors, and build and nurture relationships. With Laurie Cadden Enterprises, you get, ta-da, Laurie Cadden and her 20-plus years of experience. Call Laurie today at 357-8399, 357-8399, or email Laurie, Laurie, L-A-U-R-I-E, at lauriecadden.com, L-A-U-R-I-E-C-A-D-D-E-N.com. Laurie Cadden Enterprises, because it is who you know. Business Banking at Fidelity. We have a great relationship with Fidelity. They're like family with us. They're right next door to my business. If there's ever a problem, just one phone call, I don't even have to go to them. They come to me. It's great. I love being in the business. This was meant for me. We're very busy. I'm running every day, and I love to stay busy. So that's why I need a bank that's going to be there for me when I need them. Back in 2006, we were having a problem with our lease in our other building. We were looking for a place to go. We stumbled upon this, this location. It's right in the heart of downtown, right in the, the middle of the city, and it happened to be right next to the Fidelity Bank. They went out of their way for us to get this building. It was wonderful, and it's been a great relationship ever since. I have a business line of credit with Fidelity that gives me buying power. My credit card machine runs through Fidelity, my checking account, uh, my payroll taxes. They take care of it all for me. I bank with Fidelity. Don't you? Member FDIC. Here's Lori and Lynn. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Laurie and Lynn's show. I'm Laurie Cadden, the owner of Laurie Cadden Enterprises, which is a fundraising, PR, and special event business. And I'm Lynn Evans. I'm a certified financial planner, and I'm also the managing director of a company called Women of Substance, LLC, 
That's a financial planning firm devoted specifically to the needs of baby boomer women. And our guest, one of our guest experts today is Dr. Nicole Genova, who is the um, surgeon and uh, owner of the Veterinary Referral and Emergency Center in Clark Summit. Welcome, Nicole. It's always so good to be with you both. And I wanted to just start off by saying, excuse my raspy voice. I, I'm sort of slowly getting over a cold, so um, and some laryngitis. But <clears throat> Nicole, you and the rest of you and the rest of northeastern Pennsylvania seem. So I think so. Extreme. I know. I know. It's yes. terrible. Uh-huh. Well, it's good to have you as always, and hello to our girlfriend, little Tess. Yeah, she's she's sitting next to me while we do the um, the show. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so, so what do we have to there? talk about today? Yeah, so I I actually wanted to come on and uh, start off by making a little bit of an announcement, and then we can certainly talk about you know some sort of present topics for um, all of us. Uh, four-legged animal, cat, dog, whatever the case may be, uh, parents. But the first thing I wanted to let everybody know, the last time I was on the show with you, we talked about kind of current affairs, things going on in the world, veterinary medicine, you know, certainly with our hospital. And so one of the things that I wanted to talk about was before veterinary referral and emergency center was actually VREC, we were VSC, which was veterinary surgical center, and, you know, the unfortunate truth is human medicine, animal medicine, um, COVID really kind of decimated uh, so many industries. And veterinary medicine is not a standalone. Uh, human medicine, veterinary medicine, my goodness, you name the business, banks, financial sectors, restaurants, you know, anything that you could think of. Um, and so for us, we... You know, a lot of people just decided that they did not want to do medicine. They didn't want to do emergency. It's been kind of a rough road. We still have emergencies on Wednesdays because one of the original emergency doctors that worked with us still continues to work with us, but it's limited. And so I really wanted to respond to the people in the community um, who were getting upset because they said, well, listen, your name says veterinary referral an emergency, and while you still have referral, you don't really have emergency. And, you know, I could certainly try and argue that, but I think it would be giving people lip service to say, well, we do have emergencies on Wednesdays, but that's not quite the same thing. So we are reverting um, back to veterinary surgical center, and that's primarily because, again, it's a surgical center. We still have surgery. We still have cardiology. Our referral side um, needs to rebuild and regroup, and that's what we're working on. And I'd like to say that we're doing the same thing on emergency, but I don't know. It's going to take a long time for people to want to work emergency again. And so trying to really um, answer the concerns of the people in the community that said, then you shouldn't say emergency center, that's why we're taking that part out of our name and we're reverting back to how we started. I would like to say veterinary referral center, but a lot of people get confused with the referral part. So we're saying veterinary surgical center, and then obviously those people that realize that we have other services, they know where we are and who we are. Um, so it's just to try and alleviate some confusion. Makes sense. 
sort of silly thing is we're not, I'm not changing anything very much. You know, we still see emergencies. We still do what we need to do, but just so that people out there on the, on the superficial level, don't get confused. Sorry. I, uh, I cut you off there, Lori. No, no. I just wanted to see what I was going to say is that out the people out there will any, and you just said you're not changing much of anything. Will the name on the the hospital change? Will the initial? Will the acronym change? How, how do you plan on doing that, or you're not? Um, yeah, most everything is just going to go from VREC to VSC. Um, yep. And the irony is, it's kind of funny. Um, probably about seven or eight years ago, I put up some. I invested um, with uh, a very good friend of ours who who used to work and own a sign company. But I invested in. Um, these sort of really nice lit letters that are on the side of Northern Boulevard where we're located. And I'm not going to take the sign down. It's not, so it'll still say VREC on that corner of the building. But everything else, all the signage, um, you know, the way we answer the phone, our correspondence, all of that is going to go, it's just going to go to VSC, excuse me, VSC for Veterinary Surgical Center. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yeah. So the paws are staying up too, which I love. Absolutely. I'm not taking the <laughs> paws down. All right. That's they, good. They're the best. They're the best. Uh, oh, good. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's a better thing for you uh, to focus on what you're doing and what works right now. And you know what, Nicole? It shows. Um, I think in anybody through has gone to, in any business who has gone through. Uh, any change, but COVID having, as you said so nicely, affected so many different industries. To to be able to and to be grateful that you can be able to redefine what you're already doing well and be able to stick to it so that in the hope then of, of things coming back, but maybe not because you don't know. Everything, the, the, the way people do business and what the world is like is now, is now different. Um, People, their their desires, their wants, how they want to practice, how they want to live, how they want to do anything, is greatly changed. And the Absolutely. your ability to adapt is remarkable. So pat yourself on the back for that because not everybody can do that. They just can't. I don't mean financially as much as I mean some people just wouldn't know how to, you know, sort of, understand, well, if the whole thing is gone, I might as well just not do this. To be able to find a way that you can continue to do what you do well and to still offer that to the public is, is a great thing, to be able to be, do that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And I have to say, you know, it's it's sort of interesting. I think a lot of people, and we talked about this last time, a lot of people in the community might say, Oh, you know, look, they're failing. They're going to close. They're going to. Yeah. And we talked a little bit about just because you say it in social media does not make it a reality. You know, that's your reality in social media land. We, I definitely live in real world reality. Um, right. And what I do as a surgeon, it's not changed. Um, and so it's kind of ironic because for me personally, it's been very easy. It's kind of, you know, the world is revolving at different speeds around. But what I do is really unchanged. Um, and we certainly have adapted in, in the regard of, um, you know, for example, we're not, the hospital doesn't really function on a Friday anymore. But we had two phone calls from New York today 
and we're accommodating emergency patients so that I will meet with their parents and with the patient tomorrow on a day that we're basically off and closed. But I don't want these patients to have to wait till Monday to have surgery. So, you know, right there is me trying to be flexible and understanding. Um, things happen, and if I can certainly help out as a surgeon, I'm going to help the community by doing so. So that, you know, that's what we do. And, Indeed. So, yeah, and, and, Nicole, what does happen, though? Tell, tell everybody, too, what, what will, I mean, God knows we, were, we spent many years with not having you guys in the community to help in a situation where it is an emergent situation with a, with a, uh, a cat or a dog or one of a rabbit or whomever your pet happens to be. What, what is the best thing for them to do in a case like that? Yeah, right now I'm going to tell you I won't deny that it is really challenging. Um, yeah. So there was a hospital uh, in Vessel, New York, that was a general practice that also did emergency. They no longer do emergency. If you, you call Cornell, Cornell is often what we call diverting. So they'll just say to you, we're on diversion, which is code for don't come here because we're not going to see you. So other than Cornell in Ithaca and a couple other small practices, um, the only other emergency facilities might be in Allentown, Pennsylvania. But I always strongly recommend everybody call there first, A, to make sure that they're open on the day that you're having an emergent issue. Um, Northeast Veterinary in Plains, um, they are there some days. They are not on others. It depends on their schedule. We often have to call them to find out if they're open, um, if they have staff. And then the other component is you might call them and they will tell you, and this is real, this is what you will be told, you have a 12 to 18-hour wait. Yep. Now, I don't know if that means that they're overwhelmed wow. or they just don't have a doctor on service. Um, so, you know, we, we are as kind of gut-punched as everybody else. And that is because I have my own four-legged kids who may at some point have an emergency. Um, we also are gut-punched because when somebody calls us and says, hi, I'm on my way, and we have to tell them, we're really sorry, but we don't have a doctor on staff right now to take care of this as an emergency. We'll give you a list of all the places you can call. You know, some people understand it, and some people get really nasty and angry at us. And mm -hmm. unfortunately, there's just nothing we can do about it. So... We probably have a list, and you're always welcome to call us and ask. We can email. We can fax. We can just go through the list with you. But even when we provide a list of um, potential hospitals, we always tell everyone, call before you go. Because there's nothing worse than, you know, you arrive there and the doors are closed. Um, mm -hmm. And it is tough. We, so Philly, Red Bank, New Jersey, Ithaca, New York, and Allentown are probably kind of the geographic locations that are still trying to maintain their emergency services. And, and did you say that you will still be on Wednesday having that or you won't be having that? No, we will. So, and I know that that's okay, sort good. of, for some people, seems so strange, but we do have uh, Dr. Brittany Gross, um, who was one of the original emergency doctors with us, works that day for us for emergency. Um, and obviously, I'm there doing surgery, so if there's an emergency that Ben is transferred to surgery, we can take care of that. 
Um, and we are definitely very busy on Wednesdays when she's there. Um, but that is a day that most people know. Then we can do walk-ins, transfers. We do get a lot of transfers mm-hmm. from other hospitals because, listen, it's affecting everybody. Think about the general practitioners. They want they want locations to send patients to. And this is the tough part is until we get enough graduates that come out and enough graduates that are interested in working in emergency medicine, you know, it's not just us that has lost the staffing and that, had to, by necessity, kind of close down our emergency service. It's happening everywhere. But Nicole, just to be clear on one other thing, if you ha- if this if an emergency happens during the day where your vet is open, can't you go to your vet? Uh, so the answer is, you should be able to yeah. go to your vet. Um, right. Okay. It, I think it depends on you and your relationship with your vet. There are a lot of vets that if you try and do a walk-in emergency, they tell you, we can't see you. Um, so it really just depends on the vet. It depends on the facility, what they have capable of. Again, I just, it's just like with humans. You know, you could certainly be in an emergency situation and your family drives you to one of our local hospitals but when you get there, it doesn't mean that you're going to be seen right away. Um, right. They are, you know, short-staffed. Everybody is short-staffed, and especially in medicine and especially in emergency. Yeah. Well. So, wow. We're definitely trying. It's a, it's yes, a rough kind of place to be right now, but I'm not going anywhere. Our hospital's not going anywhere. We're still doing as much as we can. Um, when we can, uh, we definitely go above and beyond. I know that much for ourselves. Um, you know, so don't feel as though care is not there. There's just different maneuvers that we need to do, um, to try and make sure that everybody finds the care that they can. Yeah. Oh, well, keep doing, keep doing all you can and, um, and glad you told us and congratulations and, um, on the decisions to, to do what you need to do to, again, to do what you do well. So it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. So, uh, but, okay. Well, Lynn, okay. anything else for, for Ms. Nicole? No, got nothing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole. And I hope I never of... see your brand new puppies, Lori. I know, <laughs> me too. Yeah. I'm going to send you a picture of them, though. I'm going to send you a picture. Yes, please. Thank you. Yeah, anyway, all right, yeah. everybody. Well, Nicole, enjoy the rest of your night. Big smooches to test. We will see you soon. Hopefully, we'll see here from you next week, next month, at, uh, before Christmas. And everyone else out there, thank you so much for listening. We so appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe, and please be nice. Bye. Bye.